0: And I hope uh, we be enjoying the uh, sessions for the past three weeks now forward. And uh, this week will be the fourth week now that we've been on this um, series of winning all. And uh, I, I believe struggle that God has been reaching out to us in uh, every of the sessions. OK, uh, to start with uh, this evening, I would like us to pray, shall we bow down our heads wherever we are, we honor God Father, we want to thank you once again for uh, this evening. Thank you for your word that is here and amen. Thank you because you'll be reaching out to us once again as you've done in the past. Thank you because we know that through your word we have encounters tonight. Thank you because we know that by your word light will
1: come into every stacking.
0: Again, we ask as we look into the word of yes, truly, but in the name of Jesus, as we go into your word, Father, we ask, o Lord Jesus, that every area of our life that we're experiencing captivity, let them be freedom because the word says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Therefore, as your word goes forth, we ask for freedom. We ask that as many that are experiencing captivity, one way or the other, we experience freedom tonight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered all glory and adoration belongs to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Uh, Once again, I want to welcome us to tonight's uh, session, which is the last session for winning home. And I pray that God Almighty will speak to us uh, in a unique way as he has been doing for the past three weeks uh, for labor. Okay, so uh, if you could remember just to have a, a quick recap before we go to what we have been looking at today. Uh, the first week we looked at uh, the, the very important uh, elements, very crucial uh, ingredients uh, for us to express success in our various so, awards, to actually be a winner for our home to. For us to win at the home, flood that very crucial ingredient, a very first week, which is uh, the love of God. You know, taking its proper place in our various homes, because we, we understood from that session that uh, the all forms of love, you know, aside from the love of God, in their in themselves are not enough to guarantee success in our homes. You know, being the uh, this erotic kind of love, Uh, B is the the, the filial kind of love, the friendship kind of love, the storge kind of love. All of these kind of love are not in themselves enough to guarantee success because all these kind of love are are sensual. They are more or less like earthly kind of love and in themselves they are limited because man in his own self is limited, okay? And uh, we said in that section that for us to experience success in our various homes, we need God. We need this kind of love, you know, because God changes not. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, And for us to experience success in our home, we need that kind of stable love. You know, We need that kind of love that will remain the same, you know, in spite of the changing circumstances. Because there's one thing that is constant in life is changed, but for us to weather through the storms of life, difficult times, the highs and lows of life, we need a stable kind of love, which is the God kind of love. Okay, and um, having said that, we also pointed out that the God kind of love is the love that operates based on knowledge. Okay, it's not a, a kind of a that operates based on feelings, but it's a kind of a that operates based on knowledge. You can't say you love God without uh, obeying His commandment, and you can't obey His commandment without uh, knowing what actually He expects of you. And we said in that section that a good knowledge of how God wants us to relate with him, and with our people around us, actually will go a long way to what uh, we do, or how we react uh, or respond to issues, so to speak, in our various homes, because the knowledge of God, the proper knowledge of who God is, will help us to relate with our spouses, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in a proper way, because we are created in the image of God when you understand what God, is, what God wants, because God is God, then we relate to our spouses you know, in that same manner. Take, for instance, when Apostle Paul was born on his way to Damascus you know, to, to persecute the church, we're made to understand that when Christ, you know, when he had an encounter with Christ at that point, Christ actually told him, asked him a question, why was he persecuting the church? I mean, why was he persecuting him, rather? You know, Christ said, why are you persecuting him? You know, and it was like, who is this person that, was, that is speaking to me? You know, he doesn't know him, he has not seen him before, you know, but then, because of what he was doing to the body of Christ on earth, at that, at that point in time, Jesus Christ likened it to him, doing it to him. You know, that means if as a believer, when you marry from the forefront, uh, the, from the... uh. From the from the fold, which of course that what is expected of you, because the least you could actually uh, do, you know, you, when you take getting married, is, is to marry a believer. You know, you are not permitted to marry outside the fold because the word of God says, "What fellowship has uh, light God with darkness? We should not be only with unbelievers." Okay. So, but then having done that, we need to understand that whatever thing we do to our spouse, you know, affects Jesus, or which is the head of the church, or affect God, you know, which is our Father directly. And that's why a proper knowledge of who God is, what He wants in terms of our uh, relating with our spouses is very key. And that's why uh, to oppress the God kind of love, knowledge is essential. Knowledge is very, very key. And the following week, uh, the second week on winning Home, we spoke about the needs, you know, understanding the needs of your partner. Of your understand that it's not just enough for you to marry because others are marrying. It's not just enough for you to start to go into marriage because others are going into marriage. But then for your marriage to work, I mean, knowledge is key. Your know, knowledge of your spouse, of who your spouse is, what actually is required of you, what you need to do for your spouse to operate at, 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 at our, our best or as his best. You know, said knowledge is key. Knowledge of uh, Because uh, getting married itself is not enough to guarantee success. Okay, so we said that to ensure that you are successful in whatever uh, in whatever in your marital relationship, to ensure that you win at your own front, knowledge is very vital. You can't afford to run your home based on how others run their home because you are unique in your own way. Your spouse is unique, so you can't afford to run your home just the way others are running it. Our race is different. Our homes are different, you know. Our experiences are different. We need to understand that the way that we respond to issues are different. Okay, so and that's why we said we need to understand the needs of your spouses. And uh, and during that section, we, we looked at uh, the needs. are uh, categorizing it into two. Looking at the needs of a male and the needs of a female. And, we, and just to, uh, to have a quick recap for, for that session that uh, for males, uh, one of the basic means that is very, very essential to them is sex, okay? As a female, you must understand, sex is important to your male counterpart. Don't deprive him of that uh, privilege given to him by God in the marital union or marital relationship, okay? Because uh, the way God wired men, God wired them in such a way that their sexual drive is higher uh, than that of female in most cases although know, there are some cases whereby the libido uh, the sexual libido of females is uh, higher than male but in, uh, in most cases the sexual drive of males is higher than females and that's why sex is very important to them and we also said for the, uh, on the other on the other hand for females that affection care and love is very very important to females of course they enjoy sex but then we said that. Uh, the, the, the uh, affection and care takes the uh, the upper place or upper, uh, the, the important part in their heart because when affection when they are not showing the proper affection when they are not showing proper care you know they tend to perceive themselves as sex tools because they need love they need warmth they need care you know and the like. so we, we must understand that as, as an husband that your wife actually you know, needs affection, needs care, need love, need warmth, okay? Don't just uh, be a kind of husband that requests for sex all the time without showing love. Don't just be a kind of husband that is only when you need sex that you go to your wife, so to speak, okay? It's not when you need sex alone that you begin to show care and love, but be the kind of husband that shows love and care all the time, you know? Be caring, be loving, you know? Be the kind of person that, that um, um, appreciates your wife, helps out in the your home. You're know, not the kind of person that you you, uh, you, you you allow her to do everything. You know, making her to look as I uh, look like a slave. You must understand that your wife is not a slave. Your wife is designed to help you. It's your partner in marriage. So Call that a help that is meant for the purpose you are speaking. she is designed to work as partners. she's not meant. Uh, she's not designed to be your slave. We need to understand that. Okay. So as a, as a man, you must understand that women actually love affection. It takes uh, an important in their heart. And, and, and on, on, on the final note for week, we actually spoke about um, the role of for each other. You know in the present age that we are in both parties the husband and the wife goes out to work you know having gone through the hustle and bustle and difficulties of the day they expect to come back home you know to be refreshed to a to a home that is serene okay as as individuals in that home we must understand that the last thing your partner your wife your husband wants to experience is a quarrel or is an argument okay let We should try as possible to make the home conducive enough for them to look forward to coming home at the end of each day. Okay, we must understand that in the third week, on the third week for, for winning home, we spoke about. Um, we we, we that last that was that was last week. Okay, we spoke about um, uh, trying to trying trying try to remember uh, what, what we spoke about last week. Now. We spoke about, uh, 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 what's it called now? Submission. So we spoke about submission, you know, and the husband should relate, yes, how the husband and the wife should relate to each other in terms of, and in fact, one of the key things that we pointed out last week was that marriage uh, doesn't have a fixed role, so to speak, you know? Uh, we shouldn't go into marriage or we shouldn't run our marriage with a mindset or with a rigid mindset that this is what this person should do. This is what this person should do. Marriage is a, a, is a kind of institution or relationship that has that is uh, assignment of roles to each other should be flexible. And what do I mean? In terms of um, we should not... going to mind with a fixed mind that what this person will do you know, consistently continually for the rest of his life or the rest of her life as long as we are together in mind. Okay, because and, and we said that when that happens you know, automatically you've built in an expectation that this is what is expected from your wife take for instance your wife, you expect your wife to wash plates you know, you know, why go out, you know, to work, you know, you expect your wife to wash the plates you expect your wife to to clean the house, to cook, to do the washing, and all that. So there's an expectation. But then there might be instances in life whereby your spouse might not be able to meet up that expectation. Not because she doesn't want to do, or not because she doesn't want to do that, but because there are circumstances that are beyond our control. And at that point, because you've you've gotten uh you fixed your mind, you you fixed roles, you've gotten fixed roles in marriage. That we disappoint there there, there there tends to be arguments which more than not leads to division or divorce in the home you know i just gave instance or that kind of instance there might be some other instances whereby you figure you, 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 fixed roles you know between both parties okay but last week we said specifically that there should be flexibility in terms of roles in the assignment of roles okay there should be flexibility the word of god specifically does not tell us you know who should do what? The word of God specifically does not tell us that it's the woman, take for instance, that should wash the plates. The word of God specifically does not tell us that it's, it's the man that should um, uh, sweep the floor. Okay, but then uh we saw in the word of God, you know how God expects us to relate towards each other, which was all we looked at last week. We're looking at where the word of God uh, spoke to us that men should. Our husbands should love their wives, you know, just as Christ loved the church, not just loving their wife, but loving their wife the same way Christ loved the church, giving us a pattern you know, to follow in terms of loving our spouses and that the wives should submit the way Christ, you know, submits to the church, you know, and that tells us immediately that we should not allow the assignment of those in our homes to be guided by the, our culture. We should not allow the assignment of those in our homes we should not allow the state of gain from our parents. We should not allow assignment of roles in our beginning church because traditions that that in the society in, the, in our churches today that says, oh, it is believed that the man should do this this belief that the woman should take up this responsibility and so on and so forth, you know, because uh, uh, and because those uh, things actually have been put in place uh, at a particular point in time, you know, does not mean you should run your home that way. The most important thing is to ensure that you relate with your spouses the way the word of God expects you to relate with your spouse. And when that is done, you know there tends to be a smooth running in view. Take for instance, if your husband loves his wife this is way, Christ would love the church, there will be times that the wife will not be able to do certain things. Take for example, to wash the plate or to cook, okay. And uh, when there the is genuine love between the man and the wife, the man can take it up at that particular point in time, you know, he can take up that role of washing at that particular point in time. It does not mean you'll be going to. Washing it at you know consistently, but because the situation at hand warrant in helping out, okay. Uh there could be some instances whereby situations will warrant the woman helping out to some things. Okay, there could also be instances whereby the man is gifted at some other things than the woman, or the woman is gifted as some other things than the female. And uh wisdom demands that we must assign roles you know with respect to our giftings and talents. Take for instance. In my own home, uh, take for instance in my in, in my in my in my own home, you know, uh, I love cooking. You know, in fact, cooking is one of the things that I love to do best. You know, like I usually tell my wife, it's my profession. It's my it's my it's my escola. I, uh, I, I, I area of, of specialization, like I call it, you know, area of specialization. So I love cooking. Okay, so more often than not, I tell her not to worry, worry about cooking. You can worry about doing some other things. matter of I don't like washing, I don't like ironing. So she does all of that. Okay, but then I love cooking. So I take up the cooking. It doesn't make me... Li- ...a man. You know, contrary to... One, of course, he's a wonderful one. you must not... Uh, I'm not, we're not neglecting the fact that uh, those things actually, you know, but then they were created those times for a reason. And then uh, you must understand that your home is peculiar, okay? And what works for a particular home might not work for your home. You must understand the weaknesses and the strength of your partner. Okay? And when you understand, and that's why knowledge is key, but when you understand that, you know where to come in, what to do to make your home a wonderful one, Okay? All right. So uh, that's that. Uh, just to have a quick recap for, uh, for what we learned in the past three weeks. Okay, so now, for today, briefly, like I said last week, I told us, we'll be looking at the topic uh divorce.
1: Divorce.
0: And I'm looking at what's the mother that got it divorced. A lot actually are still separated, a lot actually are still going to divorce. So many people still experience divorce, even in the church, you know. And the truth of the matter is, the word of God has made it clear that it's not the will of God that a man, a an husband, or a husband should be separated from his wife. Okay, so I want to look at this evening briefly, the
1: next few minutes that we.
0: What God expects of you as a woman, enough for your home not to crash, enough for you not to end separating from your spouse. Now, the first thing we must understand is that marriage is a game of forgiveness. Marriage is a union of two forgivers. If you are not ready to forgive, I mean, like I usually say, that then you are not ready for marriage. Offenses will definitely come. Even Jesus Christ said it. That offenses will come. You can't do without offenses. I mean, you can't have two people in the house without them having clashes, without them being uh, having to offend each other. Offenses will come. Okay? But the rule of of, of The major rule to forgive, you know, no matter what happens in your home. And that's why when Peter has Jesus Christ, that how many times should I forgive my brother when he offends me? You know, is it seven times seven, you know, in a day? This guy said that 70 times 70 in a day. But, I mean, of course, it's important for your spouse to offend you 70 times 70 in a day. And what Jesus Christ is saying invariably there is that it does not matter the number of times your spouse forgives you, I mean, offends you, you have to forgive. Okay? For that uh, home to run smoothly, you have to forgive. You need to understand that there are no two perfect beings. When you start out in marriage,
1: you a rare
0: gem, something precious, okay? Okay, But we understand that nothing precious happens overnight. It's formed over years, over the years, so many years, decades of years, you know, under pressure, under difficult circumstances that actually you you can't imagine, okay? Diamond was formed, you know, from raw material, something, a common material, carbon. Okay, but over the years, under pressures, under difficult circumstances, diamond emerged. In the same way, marriage, actually, which was gotten from the root word
1: precious, takes years
0: to become something, uh, to, to become, uh, prove, you know, the authenticity of your love for each other. You know, it purifies your relationship. You know, it brings out the beauty in the both of you. Okay, so we must understand that it does no matter what you go through. It does no matter the challenges that you experience as husband and wife in that union, you must learn to forgive. Because it is in forgiving that you actually experience the plan, the ultimate plan of God for your life. Okay, so we must understand first. That for you to get to that desired end, that God uh, desired for you, for you to experience the plan of God for your life, forgiveness is a key element. And actually, I I decided to speak, there are so many things we could talk about uh, when it comes to marriage, but then uh, the Holy Spirit, actually I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to talk about this because it is key. So many issues that we have in home today is because forgiveness is lack. We refuse to forgive our spouse. It does no matter how big that thing is, Jesus is saying that you must forgive. You know, take let's, you know, let's not forget about our spouses. Let's look at the relationship between us and Christ, irrespective of what you've done for you know to Christ, irrespective of your offences. Christ forgave us. Christ forgave you. As a matter of fact, said even while you were yet sinners, you know, He died for us. While we were yet sinners he died for. And that's why you must understand that you must have this mindset that even before your spouse offends you, you must forgive him. You must forgive him Before it offends you, make your warrant to pushing her out of the house or divorcing her. And I thought through, thought about everything you could ever imagine. And I said nothing. Mind you, me saying nothing means that I've thought about everything I could imagine someone would do to me, including fornication, including adultery. Okay, it does not matter what, because if we truly you want your home to be heavy. If truly you want your home to fulfill the purpose of God for in which it was created. forgiveness is key. Because uh, the beauty of every home would emerge the first year, it would emerge the second year, it would emerge the third year. It takes years. It takes years. Okay? And if you want to uh, persevere, if you are not ready to persevere, if you are not ready to go through the thick and thin, of what, of of the pressure that you, that you will go through, as as
1: you will go. I mean, in its raw form, is not a, a, a true.
0: nobody will buy good in its raw form. But man, if it were to have feelings, if it were to have mouth, just where myself and you have. Who will be crying, going through agony pains, while in the fullness. Okay, so we must understand that
1: one key
0: ingredient For you to express a winning hope, are uh, fruit of the spirit of God. And that's why as a believer, you know, because the Spirit of God, when is there, you know, helps you, you know, it gives, it constraints you. It helps you to get the best, you know, helps you to get the best from, I mean, from any situation that you encounter, you know, in your home. Okay, now, very quickly, we're going to go through uh, a, a, a chapter a chapter of, 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 the, of the Bible, you know, to see what Jesus Christ has to say. Concern this issue of divorce. Now we look at Matthew chapter. We look at Matthew chapter nineteen. Matthew chapter nineteen. Uh, Matthew chapter nineteen. I'm going to start reading from verse three. I'm going to start reading from verse three. Now it says, the Pharisees, the Pharisees also came unto him tempting him, and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Now look at it. They said, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? First, you must understand that divorce means putting away of your wife, separation from your wife. And the Pharisees are asking here that, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? Because Moses actually gave them a law of divorcement. You know, so they're not coming to tempt him. Those people say they, they are tempting him. Every other person, when they come to Christ, they are coming to Christ to glean from him wisdom, to glean from him principles that will help them, you know, in their race and life. But the Pharisees...
1: you have said for every
0: Sorry, sorry for that break. So you saying is I it think, lawful? I think uh, I think you should shut off your video. Maybe I should have your video. I think we can do with your sound. I think that would be better. All right. Let me off your video. I've off your video, exactly. Robin. Please go ahead. Can you hear me now? Hope, hope I'm clear. All right. So now you saying is it lawful for a man? to, for every cause, you know, look at it then. That's the message for every cause, for every cause. Now, not excluding any cause, but for every cause. That means for every single thing that happens, including fornication, is it lawful for me to put away my wife? Is it lawful for me to put away, you know, my, my spouse? Now, let's look at the response of Jesus In that chapter, Matthew chapter 19, we started reading from verse 3. So we're now going to verse 4 now. Jesus said in verse 4, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? Now look at that. Jesus said, He that made them from the beginning made them male and female. You know when you look at the creation, creation, the account of creation. When God made man, he said, God made man is God, he made, and He made man, he made and female. He said He made
1: him made him male and
0: female. That means God made or female in terms of marital relationship. Okay, the male is incomplete without the female. You know He made man, male and female. And that's why when God was to create the female, he took something out of the, of the male, telling us that for the man to experience completeness, the female counterpart must be involved in a marital union. For a man to be complete, to experience wholeness, you know, to, to, fulfill, to, to be fulfilled in his real sense, the female counterpart must be engaged in the marital union. In the marital union. And that's why, you know, God said it is not good that man should be a He brought the female. Okay? All right, now, he said, verse 5, Jesus continued and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother. Because of this incompleteness, because of this void that it takes only a female to fill in the man, in the man. He said, for this cause, a man shall leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they two shall be one flesh. Now, look at it. The two of them, once they cleave to each other, once they join in the holy matrimony, when they unite, they become one flesh. Now, this is very profound, in the sense that Jesus still refers to husband and wife as, you know, coming together in terms of gluing, in terms of gumming them together. They are not glued to each other, but they are united. He's wanting to be glued is one I another mean, I the think- There's a little. Both has entered into each other. So they are now one. They are now one. Inseparable. Insepar- they can be separated. And that's why it's very dangerous you know that's why
1: god say it's very dangerous about the process of divorce because there is no way
0: great damage great damage because they are not just glued together they are united. And that's why the only thing that is capable of separating united souls or spirit is death. Death. Okay? Because when death takes place, you know, it takes them the life of one party out of the other. That's the only potent force capable of separating two united souls. Two united souls. Okay? As believers, take for instance, we have been united into the body of Christ. Okay, but the only thing that is capable of taking us out of that body is sin, and that, the reason is because sin causes death. Okay, and death is only that is capable of taking us out of that vine. That is capable of cutting any branch out of that vine. You know that is being united into it. In the same way, death is the only thing that is can that can only separate two united souls in its real sense. Now let's continue. Verse six in Matthew chapter of uh, Matthew chapter nineteen says, "Wherefore there are no more two, but one, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Not even the parties involved in that marriage. No one has the right to put asunder what God has joined together. Not even the husband. Not even the wife. Not even the parents of both parties." Okay, let no one put us on that. This is Jesus talking. Now in verse 7, let's not look at another dimension of it. What, what the Pharisees said unto him. They said, they say unto him, Why did Moses then, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? Jesus replied unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you or allowed you to, put away your wives. Now look at it. It's not because it is the will of God. Because of the hardness of the heart, Jesus was telling them because of the hardness of the heart. Now let's continue. Now says, but from the beginning, it was not so. Okay? That tells us that God, originally from the beginning, know uh, uh, to be to be to, to be broken in the middle, and that's why marriage is a union, not uh, not attachment. Marriage is a union. Marriage is a is a union and not attachment. Is a union and not an attachment. Marriage is a union. Is not uh, about uh uh step uh what's it called tying uh, like they usually use the word tying the knot. You know tying the knot. You know. Uh, it's not like you are tying two things together. No, it's a union, both actually are swallowed up in one body. Okay, so because of um, the fact that God didn't design marital relationship uh, to experience breakup or to be broken. Okay, so from the beginning it was not so. But Moses gave them that writing of divorcement because of the hardness of the heart. The major problem that causes divorce is because of the hardness of the heart. So many people are not willing to let go. So many people are not willing to forgive their partners. So many people are not willing to forgive their spouses. They have have a hard heart. But as believers, you must understand that you have the ability to forgive because at salvation, because at salvation, you were given a heart of flesh. Your stony heart was a stain for a heart of flesh. The book of Ezekiel made us understand that God replaced your heart with a heart of flesh. A heart that is capable of forgiving. So it's not a matter of whether you can forgive, but, but whether you are willing to forgive. So the question is, as a child of God, are you willing to forgive? Because the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. But are you willing to let that love out? It does no matter what your spouse has done to you, you must be willing and ready to forgive any day, any time. Any day, any time. And that's why Jesus Christ said, It was said of, of them of old, that a tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye. But it shall not be so with you. Okay? It shall not be so with you in this dispensation of grace unto whom has been given the Spirit of God. To walk like him, not to act like him. It shall not be so with you. Okay, and that's why Jesus Christ told Peter that you will forgive as many times as you have been offended because
1: it has been given to you the capacity to forgive.
0: You must understand that was not so. But Moses wrote a letter, hardness of their hearts. So, when you see divorce taking place, then it's because they've not allowed the Spirit of God in that situation, as believe. Of the heart of the parties involved, no sin is too great for God to forgive. And if you call yourself a child of God, a child of love, no sin is too great for you to forgive. And that's why, you know, when they asked that question, they said, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Look at it. It does not matter anything for every cause. No sin is too great. No offense is too great for you to forgive. As a child of God, as a husband, as a wife, no offense is too great for you to forgive. You must understand that. You must understand that if you want to win at all. Okay. So verse verse ten house verse nine says, you know, and this is the part that uh, most people quote uh, to say that oh. Um, I mean, he has fornicated. I mean, my spouse has fornicated. The scripture allows me to divorce my wife on this basis. (laughs) You know, but then we must understand that there are so many things that comes with it. You know, but then as a believer, no sin is too great for you to forgive. Now let's go to verse 10. I mean, verse 9. It says, And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, I shall marry another committed adultery now? People quote this part of that scripture and says that you are allowed to forsake or to divorce your wife or your husband based on the ground of fornication, but you must understand that that scripture did not end there. It said that whosoever, okay, if you've agreed to forsake your wife based on that ground, you are not allowed to marry because if you should marry another, you are committing. Adultery. It's just like you know adultery modified, you know sin modified. Okay, so and that's why you must understand that going marriage is beyond our uh, feelings. Marriage is beyond attraction, but marriage goes deeper than that. You know, it goes you know, deep down into operating it based on the love of God that is based on the knowledge of God know forgiveness inclusive forgiveness inclusive forbearance inclusive long-suffering perseverance inclusive okay and jesus now comes and says, who marry that which is put away the dot commit adultery so if you like as an individual who actually is using these basis are uh, to put away your wife you know if you like put away your wife or your or your husband but then you are not permitted to go ahead and marry. You are not permitted to go ahead and marry because God is divorced. Okay? As long as your partner is alive, you must remain true to that vow that was made before God. You know, and God will always play his own part of the vow. God is a witness, you know, in that vow that was made between you and your wife, you know. And God is committed to guarding that oath. If only you will not break the hedge. If only you will not break the hedge. So this is the word of God to us tonight. Talking about divorce, you know, the mind of God, you know, towards it. What Jesus Christ expects from you as an husband, what Jesus Christ expects from you as a wife, because God hates divorce. Okay? Forgiveness is key. You can't do without forgiveness in your home because offences uh, will definitely come. Offences will definitely come. Okay? So now I'm going to stop um, so that we can have questions if there are any. So that we can have questions if there are any